This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Jim Bordeaux. After having kidney failure to the point of near death, enduring three and a half years of dialysis and a transplant, Jim has realized life is short. He also realized the importance of heart-led entrepreneurism. Jim had a successful podcast that had 127,000 downloads with his Lions on the Prowl show about the Detroit Lions. It was a passion, but not his heart. After much soul searching, Jim decided to follow his heart and interview heart-led entrepreneurs. His vision is that entrepreneurs help each other to reach success because the more good people who succeed, the better our world will become. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So obviously that (laughs) encompassed some of uh, the stuff that you've been dealing with, but tell me about your journey. What led you to start the podcast and uh, how did you get to where you are today? Well, I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, 2004, I I got a really, really good job. I was working for the government, basically. I had my own office. I was uh, doing a uh, a welfare to work program. So it it was really nice. I got to be able to teach people how to get a job, all these other things. And then I got hit with um, kidney failure didn't realize what was going on. And it was had some symptoms and I went to a doctor. They couldn't find anything. Valentine's day, 2006. This is when that happened. One of the people at work said, you know, Hey, you look, you don't look so good. You probably should go to emergency. I'm like, for what? I just want to go home, go to sleep. Ends up. I get, uh, I get to the hospital. They can't figure out how I even walked into the place. They, uh, they give me five blood transfusions, emergency uh, surgery to put a port in my chest and in and one of my, you know, veins up here, arteries, and then uh, difficult times. So it's it's a little difficult to talk about, but um, it's safe to say, went through a whole lot, almost died right there, uh, and then went to um, three and a half years of dialysis. It's like needles in your port or your arm. I had several surgeries to you know during that time. And uh, basically, it's four days a week for four hours. They have to filter your blood because your kidneys don't do it anymore. Got a transplant in 09. And I uh, went back to work. Uh, did a lot of um, shop jobs and stuff I didn't really like to do. So fast forward of 2014, I started a podcast about the Detroit Lions. Just, just for fun, having some good times with it. You know, we had a guy from ESPN on the show. It's was, it was really kind of cool. So we had a lot of good stuff going on there. But when I was sick during those those times that I was out, I wouldn't have a whole lot of energy to do stuff. So I just study. I just, you know, read books. I was listening to what was called Internet Business Mastery at the time. Uh, Pat Flynn, big name. He was in the same academy I was in 2006, I believe. And so, you know, so I learned a lot over those years. And it always had a heart for entrepreneurship and wanted to get into that you know what i mean so 
um, just September 25th was my 50th birthday. And because I didn't even think I was going to make it to 50, I decided, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to start my uh, entrepreneurial podcast. So it's called The Entrepreneurial Truth, and I delve into uh, people's limiting beliefs, the things that hold them back, and I learn a lot from everyone that's been on the show, and I uh, just love doing it. It's just a, it's just the best thing, man. It really is. It's awesome. In terms of kind of starting a podcast and uh, kind of the ins and outs, did you learn on your own, or did you take, uh, you know, uh, I know they have courses, or, uh, you know, how prepared were you when you kind of launched the Detroit Lions podcast and obviously at that point you already had a starting point of you know what it takes so it was a little easier I'm sure to launch the entrepreneurial focus one when I when I started out yeah I took a couple courses I took Pat Flynn's course I took another one online and had you know their recommendations on what you know Mike to use what to get how to do it Uh, so we uh, we have a mixer and mics and you know had to get the lighting for this new thing because before it was only an audio podcast. So I was really used to doing that, not showing my face. And now, you know, I have to do this. So it's a little different for me, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just want, well, I should have started in my opinion. It's one of those things where people want to do something and then put it off. I wanted to do it like five years ago, but I started two years ago. So I think um, if anyone wants to do anything in terms of starting a podcast or starting anything, a business venture, or, you know, taking a trip, I mean, the sooner the better if you have the means to do so, or at least take the steps to learn and set yourself up to launch or do something. Because like with your situation, obviously you, you didn't know if you were going to make it out of that, you know, with, with your kidneys failing, or I don't know if you were on a donor list or how obviously your transplant worked, but you know, some of those things you get on the list and you may never get what, you know, you're, you're looking to get. That's an interesting story because I was on a list. I had to do a lot of things to get on that list. And uh, they said eight years it would take me to get a kidney. So I just kind of resigned myself to that fact that three and a half years in, I get a phone call at five o'clock in the morning. So I get woke up, you know, I have no idea what they're talking about. It was uh, St. Mary's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. They called me and said, hey, we got a kidney. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking I'm not expecting this phone call. And so they're they're like, no, no, no. We, we need to know if you want to have this kidney within the next hour. So I had that hour to make that decision. Of course, it was a pretty easy decision, but still, you know, so we had to go to Grand Rapids, go to, you know, get all there. And I'm having surgery in you know, that, that same day in a few hours. So it was, it was really crazy how fast and what a whirlwind that was. Some obviously get, you know, matched with family members and things of that nature. But like I said, you should definitely do what you're looking to do, regardless of your situations. Um, and you shouldn't let your situations kind of dictate uh, or keep you down in that sense, because I'm sure you were down, uh, down had some, you know, doubts in terms of your mind, uh, maybe why me or feeling sorry for yourself. But I mean, it's easier said than done, but overcoming that mindset and and doing things in that situation can help you through that situation as well. It's, it's a feeling of, am I ever going to be normal again? I I don't know if you blame people. I, I don't know if I had like when I was really going through it, I don't know if I really was thinking about that. Um, I was more thinking of, thank God it wasn't my kids, things like that. I'd rather take that than them. But during that period of time, you just feel so helpless. And I think that's the worst thing. You know, I had a 
thing put in my arm to do dialysis and I couldn't even lift a gallon of milk. You know, so you're used to, you know, being, being the man and carrying in the groceries and doing all that stuff and you can no longer do that anymore. It does something to your mind. And then when you can do it again, to reestablish that is difficult in your mindset because you've been trained by experience to not be able to do something. So to rise up and be able to do that again, it takes a lot of retraining of your brain. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? I feel like I got a second chance. I feel like um, it's, it's exciting to me because I'm alive. I, I could have. I could have been dead. I had two days to live when I walked in. You know, so it's a whole different feeling, you know, of my why is, is my kids, my wife, my, you know, the people that surround me and stuff like that. So it's like all of these things that are there, but deep down inside, it's this overwhelming uh, desire and fire inside of me to succeed. It really is because I don't feel like I'm held back by the things I used to be held back by anymore just because of the fact that I feel like this is a second chance. I'm supposed to be here to do something. And so that's what I feel like now. Yeah. And I think going through something like that or, you know, something traumatic in that sense, uh, it really helps you reappreciate life and kind of put things in perspective that some of the things that may have been important in the past aren't as important. And like you said, those that inner circle, those family, those friends, the things that really matter, you know, start being scoped and you hopefully focus on them in the future because like you said you got a second chance and a lot of people don't get that second chance yeah i totally agree with that and if people are listening out there you know it doesn't it doesn't take much to start something these days and we are living in an age where it's, everything's digital everything's internet you know you can get out there to people and get your message out there so the only thing holding you back is you so just consider that Yep. I, I always say it's kind of you versus you and staying in your own lane and look, don't look at people, what they're doing or people that started out in terms of what you're doing, maybe fur, further along, maybe behind you. But, you know, it doesn't matter because you dictate kind of your own destiny. So looking at others, that's only going to kind of put doubt in your mind and uh, not help you position yourself in terms of getting to where you want to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It's a person that's in the mirror that's your enemy in a way, because a lot of stuff comes in our head like, hey, who's going to listen to me? And like, you know, all this junk that we get in our head where we are see all of our flaws. And most of the people that see us, they see what an outstanding person we are or, you know, like, oh, that dude's amazing, you know, like that. But we don't see it because we know where we came from. We know what we've been through you know, and all that stuff. So when we look in the mirror, we see all the flaws, all the little things that people, you know, other people just don't see, you know? And I'll tell you something, if, if you're doing that, most people that look at you, they look at you like you're amazing and they look at themselves like they ain't that good. So it's everybody, every human being goes through this. You go through this too. That, that's totally fine. But you have to consider the fact that other people see you as someone valuable. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, anxiety, self-doubt and kind of negative thoughts go into everybody's mind, you know, and there's nobody that'll, if they do say that they're positive and motivated 100% of the time, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Because day after day, there's different variables. You can have a great day 
and then you can get some horrible news within a minute, an hour, and it just takes your whole mind into a different direction and kind of overcoming that or, you know, I had, you know, a lot of losses and hardships in my personal life in 2019 that I've had to overcome. And uh, the podcast has helped in terms of taking my mind off things and uh, staying motivated. But um, like you see a lot of motivational speakers and, you know, self-proclaimed gurus that, you know, they're super amped and they're energized and ready to go all the time. Well, that's not kind of real life. Majority of that perspective is shown through the lens of social media. And that's only kind of, you know, a glimpse at one's life at all the positive things nobody's putting, at least not most people in terms of hardships or things that took to get to, you know, what they're showing or, you know, the pictures uh, going on the trip. But, you know, what what's the month before the trip like? What What's going on at home? I mean, I guarantee you it's not being motivated all the time and struggling with things. Everybody has something else to struggle with, you know, bills, uh, emotions, loss. Everybody has something and coming from a different situation. And uh, no, no one is kind of uh, motivated, like I said, all the time. Absolutely the truth. We had a rough month this month. <laughs> it's been uh, car blew an engine, you know, lost my job. I'm going full time doing what I'm doing now. And it's scary as heck. You know, I, I realize what you're saying because you know, I just think about, you know, the people at home know, know, the, know what's right you know, about your situation. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I look at things like, you know what, I've been through worse. And that really does, in my mind, help me to go through some of these things that are hard. We don't even have a vehicle right now. <laughs> it's that bad. But that's okay. I don't mind saying that. You know, I'm not trying to be anybody. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be myself and, and who I really am, my authentic self. But when I look at that, laying in a hospital bed, not being able to get up, not being able to move, you get to the point where you're like, hey, I've been through worse. <laughs> this isn't as bad, you know? The initial shock, yeah, you all, everybody reacts to that in the same way, I think, like, yeah, you know? But for me, it's like, yeah, you know, we've been through this. I've been through worse. I've been through this stuff before, and, and the outcome is usually pretty good. It's usually okay. So if you want to look back to something that was traumatic in your life or something that happened to you that you did come out of that you're okay now, go back to that last traumatic event that you came through and how it was hard for you and and you can adopt that theory. Hey, you know what? I've been through worse. Yeah, and it's uh, learning uh, something from each situation, negative or positive, because if something happens that's negative and you feel bad for yourself or you're down and you're depressed and you don't get any kind of you know, value or something out of it or, or learning or perspective that you can move and like you said, utilize, but it's one of those things, everyone's carrying around scars and those scars, you know, prepare you for things that may be harder, but you already have kind of a, a framework to deal with it. I mean, if I had some of the things that happened this past year happened 10 years ago, I would be handling it a lot differently in terms of letting it get me down or just shutting down and, uh, you know, just not doing anything about it. But um, I think it's uh, unfair to just give up for your own sake. Even let's say you lost a spouse, a significant other, a family member, or you're dealing with a, you know, a disease or illness, uh, overcoming that and, and still doing or going after your goals is what matters. Because I know like with my grandfather passing last year, I, he, before he passed, he said, you know, I'm proud of you, everything you're doing. And 
the fact that, you know, you're a foster parent now, you're raising other people's kids that, you know, the, the parents aren't even around or in the picture. So I know he's proud of me. So me just stopping everything and not doing anything would be unfair and not honoring his memory in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to find your why. And I think that's, that's somewhere where you're at. And I understand it. I mean, you know, I lost my grandmother. I've lost all my grandparents are gone now. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of loss, especially early in life. And so it's difficult as human beings to deal with that. It really is. It cuts us to our core, you know, and we really find out who we are in those moments. I think, I think that's uh, something, at least for me, that helped me to form who I am, you know? Yep. I mean, it's a framework. It defines who we are. I mean, our experiences uh, and what we go through make us who we are. Obviously, if you had a twin and they were in the, presented different variables in life, they would turn out differently. Obviously, you're not a, you know, mirror copy of one's uh, of someone else. It's the experiences and what you've been through that define you and you learn from them or you don't. And uh, you keep growing as a person in life through them. Absolutely. You stay stuck or you go forward. It really is. It really is like that. Going forward is not as easy. It really isn't. It stretches you. You're not comfortable. You're, you feel the fear. You feel the anxiety. You feel uh, the depression, the hurt, all the things that, uh, that we have in this human experience. You know, we get all of these things and it kind of, it's on us as our personal, you know, what, what we were made of on the inside is how, what dictates how we deal with that stuff. Some takes a long time and some people, it doesn't take as long because they've learned over the years, you know. I agree. So what's one thing that you may have seen in the past as a weakness in yourself that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Ooh, um, I've never really been afraid of reaching out to people or doing anything like that. But um, I had a I had a fear of asking for sales, asking for money. That was a very, very difficult thing for me. And it was still even, even, even just up until I think at the end of the year, and it's been a difficult process for me because I don't want to feel like a salesperson or anything like that. So that's one of the things. And I did overcome that. And then one of the other ones is uh, the imposter syndrome where it feels like, Hey, who's going to listen to me? You know, I come from a poor neighborhood. I come from a poor, you know, area, that type of thing. And it's like, who's going to listen to my message, you know? And I had to get over that. And how I did that was, you know, I have something important to say. I have a good story. And I, and I know that others can resonate with that. And I might be able to help some people because if I don't do what I'm going to, what I'm doing, well, guess what? Some of those people that do listen to the show and do, you know, interact and stuff, they would have never had that, you know, they would have never had that opportunity. And I don't know how many people I've helped, but I would have helped zero people if I didn't put myself out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, no one's story is too small to tell because there's always people coming from similar situations. Obviously, you may have not grown up or that person in, you know, you know, in your neighborhood or gone through the exact same things in life. But, you know, there's plenty of poor and rich neighborhoods out there in the world and people coming from money and people coming from nothing and people dealing with loss and illness and stuff like that. So regardless, if you think your story isn't as impactful or, you know, who, who wants to listen to me, uh, I think everybody has a story to tell and can connect to at least one person out there. And, 
you know, that some of the bigger people, that's why I like interviewing everyone across the board in terms of people that can add value from their stories, because some of the bigger people you see that have done, you know, hundreds of interviews out there, podcast and TV and, you know, radio and, and print, they kind of regurgitate the same story in a way if they're not asked the same, you know, different questions or anything thought provoking. So you're not necessarily learning anything from each of these interviews. If you already heard a few there, they kind of follow the same script, but interviewing people you may have not heard from kind of adds a unique perspective and something different to kind of the mix. I totally agree. I think that like in, in my experience on my show, I, I do the same thing. I'll interview people from all walks of life, all sorts of businesses and stuff like that. What I've learned is we have a lot of good people out there. We really do. We have a lot of heart led entrepreneurs out there. And I think that that's uh, different than it used to be where money was the main thing. And now the main thing is helping people. I think we've seen a shift there uh, and it's a good shift. I think that we can help you know, change the world with that type of mentality if we get enough people together. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, it's, I think it's generational per se, and then it's on the individual. So I would say maybe 10 years ago, I was focused, you know, chasing titles and chasing a bigger paycheck, but there has to be kind of a mind shift where you're looking to give back and kind of leave a legacy and add as much value as possible for whatever you have to offer, either your time, you know, volunteering, giving your knowledge freely, just adding to kind of that bottom line of good. Because I mean, you look at news, news is mainly focused on negativity and all the negative things going on in the world. But like you said, there are a lot of people doing a lot of good and they don't necessarily get the platform to show and put kind of the limelight on, you know, what they're doing. Absolutely. And I think more people need to be spotlighted that aren't as quote unquote big or stuff like that because there's such a unique perspective from the person that's in the in the battle right now it's in the fire right now you get a totally different perspective than someone's already made it and looking back on that because for them it's a memory in most cases if they've already made it already doing really well like you said there's a lot of canned responses almost i know they don't mean to but they're doing it over and over and over again so it becomes a little robotic after a while so when you're interviewing the people that are, you know, that haven't quote unquote made it yet, or they're just starting out on their journey, or they're kind of in the middle of it, it's really good to see the authenticity and the real pain and the real struggle that they go through to make it. Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, personal or professional? I'm going to go personal on this one. And I think it has to do with your self-worth. And we talked about this a little bit before, but I want to make it really, really clear. You have something to give to somebody and you just need to dig down deep in your heart and find what that is so you can provide that to people. Because there's a lot of people out there that are waiting for you. There's a lot of people out there that, that don't have something that you have to offer because you haven't offered it yet. Get out of your own way is what I'm trying to say. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid to go and do because your message is important. You will vibrate at a certain frequency and you will attract those people that you're supposed to attract that are supposed to be in your group or tribe. We call it a tribe now. But in your group, in your in your inner circle. And see, if you don't do it a whole big piece of the puzzles missing 
So I would advocate to everybody just starting out, number one, do some self-evaluation, you know, find out what your what makes your heart go like this. You know what I mean? And those are the areas that you have to go ahead and work on. Get a coach. Absolutely get a coach because it's very difficult to do it on your own. And also, I think that you need to get like a coach mentor and just follow in their footsteps rather than trying to cut everything. And like in a jungle where you're like, you're cutting the way in a path and, and trying to make your own way. I think you should go with somebody who's already made that way and learn from them and figure out that path so much easier. Yeah, I agree. I think it helps you kind of fast track in a lot of situations to where you're trying to get Obviously, you may not be able, I mean, some mentor situations are the mentor looks for some kind of compensation, but um, you can kind of hack in 2020 in terms of meeting the people that you aspire to be. Like last year, I met a bunch of people in the year prior that normally you have to pay uh, at conferences thousands of dollars, but kind of hacking the system. If there's a, a company launch or something, not necessarily sneaking in there, but it, it's, it's a lot of things are free. So all it really took is for me to either take the train or drive into uh, New York City and then get into the event and then get some, you know, at least one or, at least one or two minutes of, of FaceTime with with the person. I mean, people like co-founders of PayPal, um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and all, that was all free. It's just taking the time, finding those opportunities and having some kind of uh, a process or framework to to achieve that because you know people it's easier to sit there and say i can't do something or i can never like you know pick somebody's brain or get this person to be a, a mentor and i think a lot of people experience kind of that that hurdle or that wall of even asking so th they feel like they shouldn't even ask but i think you should really take your shot and the, the worst you get is a no so I, I look at it this way everyone's human every single person is human and so you're not less than them just because they make more money or they're more popular or all that stuff. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit that we feel like, oh, we're way down here. They're way up there. Yeah. Socially, maybe economically. Yeah. Maybe that's true, but they're all human beings. They're all the same. And and the thing is, I like, I love what you did because you took, you just took and, and took a shot, man. Instead of giving into fear and say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to talk to any of those people. I'm not, you know, I'm not that big on, you know, those limiting beliefs. You just went for it. And that's the thing. I had, I have two daughters. We had a, a little thing where I was trying to teach them entrepreneurship and they were, uh, uh, one of them was on ZZM 13, the local news station for making bracelets and all that. So I offered it to my release really, at first to the one, my one uh, girl. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know this. I don't know that. So I offered it to my other daughter and she's like, okay. And she just went ahead and did it. Ended up, she was on TV in three stores, you know, selling her stuff. And she got her own Nintendo DS. And it was a really cool story. But I look at that, like she was just willing. There was nothing else that was different, you know? They both, they both were really smart and both, you know, all this other, but she just went ahead and listened and did it rather than questioning and, and, you know, all the fear and stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was a really cool experience to see that. Yeah. And I think, um, I think in 2020 intelligence gets you caught up. So like the smartest person or the, the industry leader may have, let's say an ego or oftentimes in certain careers like engineers or developers. They're very smart, but they need directions most of the time. They, 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 they can 
do what you tell them to do but in terms of like their own direction it's hard to do so in that sense like having a coach or somebody in terms of your personality that doesn't have that kind of a take charge uh, mentality but a lot of the time you you just like you said you just need to say okay and go for it and in terms of anything you want to learn almost anything in you know the world in terms of information is open source on the internet i mean you can even not necessarily take courses for the credit but you have coursework from different universities I, you know i've seen courses for for harvard that are open source that you can see the lesson plan all the materials covered so you can be getting an ivy league education technically being self-taught in something and then you have no excuse and i think kind of the barrier to entry has fallen so companies like google and facebook are now hiring people without a college degree because the value obviously of a, a bachelor's degree has diminished over time and i mean there, there's arguments that obviously the education system in terms of higher education in the u.s is a for-profit system i mean you know i've had classes where the professor when i was in college basically said a certain percentage you need to fail for us to meet your quota so i mean clearly they don't necessarily care about you know educating the the, the kids it's i mean it's it's all money so if you can learn that on your own and you know bypass certain situations then you know you have a, a great start and i like i like how you think because you know to think of open source material most people don't even think of it most people don't even use the library you know let alone to research you know courses that are open source and and that are available to you and i give you a lot of credit for that because a lot of people wouldn't even think like that they'd be like oh i mean i gotta pay all this money for a course or this or that to to educate myself and it's not necessarily true you can get a lot of education but you got to put the work in and i think that that is something that that you do you know go you put the work in and i, and I like that about you i really appreciate that yeah, I mean, I, I can do so much more in terms of like the stuff. And I think it's with each person. I think they're most people are self-critical. And I feel like like everybody else, I have periods of where, you know, I stop and, you know, waste time on, on dumb stuff, like turn on Netflix or stuff that I know I can be doing something else to be productive. But I need to kind of just like unwind a little bit. But at least doing something, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter how little, even how little, eventually it can add up over time. And as long as you're taking steps moving forward and not just staying stagnant, because even if you get into some roles, you get into a job role and then you feel like your job is safe, become complacent and stagnant in terms of learning and don't feel like you need new, an, another skill set or improve your skill sets. And then you start being miserable because you don't have that kind of drive in your mind and learning new things. So I think, I don't care what role you're in, you can continuously learn to either uh, make that role better or learn things that you may be interested in as well to kind of either develop a side hustle or transition to a new career or just, you know, or, or just keep learning to keep your mind sharp. Absolutely. You're the CEO of your life. You're the Thanks. one that makes the decisions on how you spend your time. I personally, I take, I take time every day for myself. I do some meditation stuff. I do, you know, I do my mindless TV as well. And I don't, I don't, I don't uh, get upset with myself because I went and watched TV for an hour or something like that. You have to take that mental break because there's sometimes that you are so into your work that you become less productive because your mind is so cluttered. You have to get take that time for yourself. You have to relax. You have to be able to not beat yourself up for things, you know, because there, there's 
I would talk to you before the show. There is no, there's very few people that don't do what we do that doesn't, that understand how much work it actually is to do a podcast. So I think that, uh, there is so much to do, but yet we have to take that time for ourselves or we just become, our mind just becomes mush after a while. I'll put in four or five hours and I'll take a break. I'll put another four or five hours, take a break. It's kind of how I work. Yeah, I agree. Or you're going to just kind of uh, have a breakdown in some way, either your health, obviously, if you're not taking the proper time to rest. I mean, uh, there's a, you know, an entrepreneur mindset that hustle means you have to work, you know, 20 hours a day, but you're not that your mind isn't going to get to a place. I mean, your all your levels are going to fall in terms of things that keep you sharp. And then eventually with that lack of sleep, you're going to get depression and other things and health issues. So having time for self-care, like you said, is really important. And it's also like the 80-20 rule where it's like 80% of, of what uh, what you do is minutia a lot of times. And the 20% that actually moves the needle is the stuff we really need to focus on and expand our time for rather than all the other things that we do that doesn't produce results. You know? Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Yes, uh, you can find me on my Facebook page at Jim Bordeaux. Uh, that's about that's about uh, LinkedIn I have and a bunch of the other ones that don't have a website. I really didn't need it. I have a YouTube channel. It's called The Entrepreneurial Truth. And we have a big announcement coming up pretty soon. Um, in fact, I'm going to make a little bit of an announcement right now. So I'll give you a little exclusive for your show. We're coming out with the entrepreneurial truth for the next generation. And that is about kids and supporting kids and, and, and giving them an opportunity to be on a show just for entrepreneurial kids. So ages like eight to eight to 19, 20, 21, right in there. And we're going to have success stories and right in the middle stories, almost like the, the show I have now. But it's going to be about about our kids and the next generation and how we can help and support them. So I, I'm really looking forward to doing that. I'm working with Carrie Ann Vickers on that. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks for having me, bud. My pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.